The following is a presentation of the Eastern Michigan Sports Network from Learfield. Straight from the 734, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Your chance to get in on the action. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. A maskless Monday for the first time, Alex Jewell on the EMU campus, as it's good to see your lovely face. Well, you are the first person to tell me that today, but I appreciate it, Greg Steiner. You're right. It's a new dawn of hopefully a new old era. The masks have been stripped at campus. There's still an opportunity to wear them depending on where you're at in campus and where you might be going to class. But I am certainly happy, although I will say we've talked about it for the better part of two years, well, over two years now. Uh, they were very important. We've taken a lot of strides. Eastern Michigan has done a lot to keep everybody safe, so we thank them for that. We thank everybody on campus for all their hard work. How about Kathy Steiner, the director of the testing center? She's been working hard for the last couple of years to keep everybody safe. So this is a great testament to everything that's gone on in the country, everything that's gone on on campus to help finally get this mask shed off. And it's just good to feel like we can breathe again in our own offices. As part of National Athletic Training Month, we've been honoring our sports medicine professionals all month long. Gretchen Fox and company have done a tremendous job to guide us through. Most importantly, uh, you mentioned it now, we can see the smiles or most of the time, your leers back at me when I say something stupid on this podcast. But we are thrilled to have you on this Monday as it's a busy one because we have golf going on in action right now in two places that I would really love to be. And one, Stockbridge, Georgia. The other one, a place we kind of know well, and that's Gulf Shores, Alabama. You'd be at Florabama right now, not at the golf course, but Bruce Cunningham and company are down there making a charge up the leaderboard. Well, I you mentioned it. I love Gulf Shores, Alabama. I think it's a, a great spot. Connects to Orange Beach and some great areas down there, so I do wish I was there. I wish I was on the golf course because and it's so Michigan. We had a couple of days a week ago where it was like 65, 70. Then this weekend we were at Ostrike Stadium and it was like like 24, 25 degrees. So uh, certainly happy for the golf teams and a little bit jealous that they get to be down there in the sunshine. But we'll get ours here in Michigan soon enough. We will be outside coming up on Friday as EMU baseball's back home to take on the rivals from Kalamazoo as those bad boys wearing brown come to town as Western Michigan invading O-Strike. And you can wear your green and white and support them this weekend as we'll also re-debut the Greg Center home run hut which i still think should be the tiki hut but you call it the home run hut so that's what it officially says. listen if there's a sign on the hut with that name that's what the name is but you created the name exactly so uh deal with it we've right. moved on it's got a banner and everything so the greg steiner home run hut open again this weekend if you can't make it to o strike you can catch all four games of the doubleheader greg at emueagles.com slash watch you can watch it we've got a nice live stream coming your way you can also just listen in audio if you want to do that, but a great opportunity and a great opportunity to come catch a baseball team that's really playing well. They are. They took three of four against the Zips of Akron, climbed right back to 500 in conference play and have a great shot uh, this week as uh, they had the long ball going on strong all weekend long against the Zips, but also 
were able to come from behind in three of those four games. Really should have had a walk-off win in the ninth, but weren't able to capitalize on a bases-loaded situation. Uh, So really some great things coming out of it for the hitters to battle back from deficits. But now it's getting that pitching staff going, and we saw glimpses of that, especially over the weekend. We did. This is young staff, and we've talked about it on this show before. Remember, Eastern Michigan trying to replace four starters from a year ago on the mound. So still working into that groove and it's still fairly early in the season. We're 21 games in this team has about 40 more games to go. So a third of the way in or so. So a lot of improvements still to be made. Aaron Hilt, the new pitching coach who's joined us on this show. You can start to see signs that his new implementations are starting to come to fruition and the players will continue to get better. So a great opportunity again to come out this weekend, join us at O-Strike. It's always a great time. It's always free admission. Every day is barking the park day. We saw lots of little pooches already out there at O-Strike in the cold weather. So hopefully a little bit warmer for you this week. But before baseball gets into town, Greg, a lot of action going around around the rest of the uh, the week all over the country for Eastern Michigan. Yeah, athletes. we already touched on women's golf and men's golf, but it will be regional action for Ella Chimati of the gymnastics team. On Thursday, they will be in Norman, Oklahoma at the NCAA Regional out there if, to take on the Sooners and company. It's also an opportunity for you to get out and watch some home tennis. Jason Wiseman and company, they'll host the Ball State Cardinals coming up on Friday. That's a 1 p.m. first serve, so right before baseball. They'll also host Wayne State later in the day, and then your chance to get out to Ford Lake. It's a big-time opportunity because the rowing team will take on Michigan State. The Spartans come to town to row on Ford Lake, and then they close it out with Duquesne on Sunday, both Actions, packed opportunities for you to get out there along with baseball. But then we also see track in action. They're up in East Lansing. They take on the Michigan State Spartans there. And then it's women's tennis closing out the weekend. They'll be on the road in Oxford to take on the Red Hawks as well as the Flyers of Dayton coming up on Sunday. So a jam-packed week once more. And that's also a good segue to our guest this week. First, we'll all uh, we certainly have baseball covered for you ex- extensively in this show. We do. Daniel Workington is going to join us. He's a senior, third year on the team, but his first year was that COVID year. So only got about 14 games of action in during the 2020 season. But you talk about somebody who's really, really plugged away and become an everyday player for this Eastern Michigan team. And he did something this past weekend, Greg, that was incredible. Has not been done in Eastern Michigan since 2009. I'm not going to give you the full tease because I want you to listen to the interview and hear the accomplishments, but it has to do with home runs. And let me tell you, there was way more than one that Daniel Workington hit this year. You may not believe the number. So he does a great job talking about that, telling us a little bit about his journey. Started out on an apple farm in Canada, his way to Eastern Michigan, and also gives a nice preview of what he thinks the team has to do moving forward to continue to make that push towards being one of the final four teams that gets to play in the MAC tournament. So a great interview with Daniel Workington. We'll let him get to that. Don't forget, he also, we give him the opportunity to pick his nickname. Well, that's true. He does have a new nickname coming his way, so a good uh, a good chance to hear about that as well. I will preview that. It, it could be maybe something like Danny Deep Shots, Danny, Danny Appleseed. We'll see what it is. So it's, it's not our friend... Danny Rogers from the Lions, but the hardest working woman in all of sports right now. She's covering the NFL for the Lions. She's doing high school basketball. She was with us in Cleveland. What more could that, that girl do? Uh, well, you know, I, we've got a pretty big list of SID responsibilities. So if she wants that, we can give it to her. But all things aside, 
Daniel Workington, great interview about uh, baseball this week. And then, Greg, I know that we talked a little bit about women's golf and what they're doing this week in Golf Shores, and I know you had a chance to catch up with one of their own. Yeah, we will sit down with sophomore captain Sophia Wyganik. She's from Westland, Michigan, went to Livonia Franklin, and is a captain already. Uh, a very impressive girl and a great conversation we have with her. She'll tell you about growing up, getting uh, her golf game started early on in Plymouth and uh, really an opportunity to hear from her uh, as well on why this team really thinks they have a great shot to go after Kent State this upcoming MAC championship. Long way to go still, but very confident in her as just a sophomore. Well, somebody needs to go after Kent State, so we hope that it's Stephanie Jennings and company. So a full show for you. Baseball coming up next after this break. Then we talk some women's golf. Stick with us, Greg. I think we've talked enough. And everybody listening, remember, you can hear us more Friday through Sunday if you tune in to emueagles.com slash watch for baseball or get yourself out to Strike Stadium. It is always a great time, and we'll be happy to wave at you from Greg Steiner's Home Run Hut. So Download your EMU Eagles app as well on Google or iTunes and those stores to watch that's how you know greg steiner has an android because he thinks you download apps on itunes uh how about the app store everybody all right listen to the interviews enjoy the show and have a uh, great time the rest of the week you're listening to the eastern insider podcast for 82 years blue cross blue shield of michigan has been and continues to be committed to families all across michigan by providing access to care however wherever and whenever they need it blue cross is here for it all and always will be Another week on the Eastern Insider podcast, and as it is in a lot of the weeks of the spring, baseball is the hot topic, and how can it not be when you have a hot bat like Daniel Workington? We're pleased to be joined by him today. Daniel, first and foremost, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me, guys. Well, um, I said hot bat, Greg, and there's not many players in really the last almost 15 years that have had a bat like Daniel Workington did this last week. Well, he had to because it was so cold outside. It was really keeping <laughs> us warm. It was incredibly cold outside, but you look at the week that was four games against Akron, one game against Oakland on March 22nd. And, uh, well, Workington, a 381 batting average, uh, 11 RBIs, 10 runs, a slugging percentage over one, which is incredibly hard to do. Oh, by the way, five home runs in four games against Akron this weekend. Danny, we started calling you Danny Deep Shot in the press box. I mean, you're up there. It's like every ball is just going out of the stadium. And I asked you before we started this, it had to be like a beach ball. You were just seeing a beach ball. Yeah, for sure. First of all, Danny Deep Shots, that's a pretty cool name. But uh, yeah, like like we talked about earlier, I was just seeing the ball really good and it looked, looked like a beach ball coming in. So that was for sure nice. You don't have the approach of swinging for the fence every time you go up. But what's the mentality when you go up there and then the ball just see ball make good contact and then just happens to leave the, the yard? Yeah, for me, it's it was a little bit like just see ball hit ball this weekend. Um, um, but also every at bat's a little different. The situ- you got to know the situation. And before I go up to the plate, I kind of play it through my head what I'm trying to do. But it's definitely not swinging for the fence. That's not really my game. But it kind of played like that this weekend. Knowing you've got a guy behind you, you certainly saw in games that the pitchers can't pitch around you. I mean, they got uh, Brady Uby behind you. He's left the yard a few times. You've got other bats in the lineup. That also then forces you to get better pitches too, doesn't it? 
Yeah, I think that absolutely helps, especially uh, Brady was swinging it really well this weekend too behind me. So like, I kind of knew that they weren't going to pitch around me because Brady's right there. So I knew I was going to get a pitch to hit every at-bat. Well, it's not often. I mean, we've seen every year, it seems like in college baseball, depending on the team, you look at some teams and say, all right, the pitching is really good. Hitting is the secondary piece. Or in this, in the case this year, I mean, the hitting has been unbelievable. You and I were talking you feel like the roster is just stacked one from nine. There's guys that can that can do it at every level. Yeah, absolutely. One through nine, we can all swing it. Like we got, you know, Kirk, me, Hubie at the top of the order, and then we got the middle of the order. Gabe's leading the Mac in home runs, and then at the bottom we got a couple freshmen, Coltrane and Hugo contributing, and then we got some guys on the bench that, you know, it's hard to leave them out of the lineup, but someone's gotta gotta be out there. So yeah, it's not often in college baseball either that a team has more home runs than than doubles right now. Thirty three home runs in 21 games. Not gonna, don't. There's no such thing as a podcast jinx, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. This Eastern Michigan baseball team pacing towards maybe the most home runs all time in program history for a single season. I, as a player in the dugout, not just one of the guys hitting the home runs, but you look at this team, and when you see the ball go over the fence like that, we all know it's a great equalizer, but it just adds an extra level of excitement to the dugout. It seems like you guys are just having a great time, especially knowing that even when pitching might be down a little bit here and there, you guys can help the team out and get the get everybody right back in the game yeah absolutely obviously home runs are really exciting um it gets everybody fired up in the dugout and then you know the little thing we do when we hit a home run everyone comes outside of the dugout we jump up and just go boom or whatever we do so i think that gives us a lot of energy and it's you know that's the most exciting part of the game is the home run so How'd the celebration come about? Was there like a, a rehearsal or was it just organic that the first time out of the gate, this uh, just mysteriously happened? It definitely wasn't the first time out of the gate. I know we talked about kind of what we wanted to do. You know, we see other schools, what they do when they do hit home runs and stuff like that. Um, I kind of forget who had the idea of it, but we kind of just got together as a group and we're like, you know what, this is what we're going to do. And uh, it's pretty cool, I think. Yeah, there were a few times that there was a football being spiked up in the air, and it seems like it's a growing uh, organic thing each and every time. Yeah, I think we're adding little parts here and there to it as we go. I think the football was a cool part to add in. Let's talk a little bit about uh, your journey. For, for those listening in, they may not know as much about your background. Canadian born and raised, come over to the States to play junior college baseball at, at Parkland, I believe. And now you end up at Eastern Michigan. Just take us through a little bit of your progression. It seems like you're really blossoming in, into the more confident player this year and hitting your stride uh, here in your senior year. Yeah, you know, I, I uh, went to junior college out of high school. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, but I loved it there. I was there for two years. Um, didn't get a whole lot of action my first year there. Kind of learned how how to play college baseball. And then my second year, I had some success. That's when uh, Rufy came calling. And then when I got here, it was kind of the same thing. D1's a little bit more of a step up from junior college. So then the COVID season happened. And, and then last year, there was some struggles. But I know what I'm capable of. And I think this year... Um, you know, with it being my last year, there's that added little incentive to do better um, and have some success. So. And, and for us that, uh, you know, are, are stateside born and raised and have been to Canada for like Niagara Falls and Windsor to gamble before we're 21, 
you the, the university system in Canada is a little bit different. So it, there's a more opportunity to come over and, and play in the United States. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, they do have sports in university there, but it's definitely not as big. Um, the competition over here is just a lot better. And uh, that was my thought process going through it. Like I followed my brother's steps. He did the same thing. He went junior college, then division one. And you know, I, I saw, saw the way he did that and I kind of wanted to be like that so heard through the grapevine that your family has, runs an apple orchard right that's right I, I'm sure it's not easy work I mean it's it's hard labor you're out there pruning trees spraying and everything my grandfather had one an apple orchard when we were growing up granted it only had like 15 trees so I'm sure a little different than that but we would always like the the ones that fell off the tree we grabbed those big red plastic bats and just whack the crap out of uh <laughs> The apples. Anything like that that you ever got to do fun-wise uh, in the orchard? Uh, I know when we were little, me and my brother used to pick the apples up off the ground and kind of throw them at each other as we were running <laughs> through the orchard. But, uh, you know, we never never threw them up and hit them with the bats. But, like, yeah, we would throw them at each other. We're spending a few minutes with Daniel Workington here on the Eastern Insider Podcast. Uh, if you missed the weekend that Eastern Michigan baseball had or that Dan had himself, I mean, it was – Quite impressive. Eastern Michigan took three out of four from Akron in a weekend series. I know all of us in this conversation thinks it should have been four out of four, but Daniel Workington was unbelievable. Five home runs in four games. That, Greg Steiner, is something that has not been done at Eastern Michigan since 2009. I mean, so if you think back to 2009, Barack Obama was in office. Gas was a heck of a lot cheaper than we all paid this week for it. Just you can go on and on down the list. When you think about that, Dan, I mean, you, you think about the fact that it's been, you know, 13, 14 years since somebody has done what you did this week. What, what does that mean? mean to you to think about that i don't really know it's kind of crazy that's a long time ago i was only 11 years old probably so uh and i'm sure there's tons of great players that have come through this organization and i don't know i'm kind of speechless of course the guy who did it went on to a professional career leaving eastern michigan the next steps i mean we know that the draft and all that there are things that everybody hopes for but What's kind of the, the future plans? I, I'm sure that you're looking forward to, to continuing the baseball career, but kind of what's the thought if that doesn't tra fully transpire? Um, I'm kind of just playing it by year, um, you know, trying to keep a level head and just keep working hard. And I'm trying to have success on the field with my teammates. And obviously our goal is to win the max. So uh, that's kind of priority number one. But then um, just the personal success, I think that'll come along with that. I'm glad you said that because I do have a question because I know if I ask Eric Roof, it'll be a certain answer. But I'm interested from the, per the player perspective. When you guys think about going through the conference season, the top four teams make it to the MAC tournament. I know that's the goal. You want to have a chance to be playing for a championship. And you get to these four-game weekends. Is there a mindset of like, all right, guys, we need to take three out of these four or two out of the out of the four? Or do you just take it one game at a time trying to win every single game? I know you want to win every game, but is there any of that thought process at the back of the mind? I think, yeah, in the back of the mind, it's like, you know, you want to take at least three of the four. You know, as you can see, it's really hard to sweep a four-game series on the weekend, but three out of four is always nice. But when you're in the moment, like Rufi always says, like one game at a time, like Friday, you go out and get the Friday win, and then that kind of sets the tone for the weekend. And so it's kind of one, of one at a time when you're out there on the field. And going back uh, as a caveat to that, this year, for those that have not followed, there's 
a doubleheader typically on Saturday. This weekend was a little different because of the weather. But that first game is a seven-inning game. I know, again, Coach Roof will tell me there's different strategy to when you have to play that seven-inning game because sometimes if you give up one or two runs in the first inning, you might be in trouble for the rest of the game. As a hitter, is there any more aggression at the plate in your first couple of at-bats knowing you might only get two as opposed to four, three as opposed to four? Yeah, I kind of... You know, you think about it and it's like, yeah, we kind of got to get something started early in the game. And next thing you know, it's the fifth inning and, you know, you could be down down by one or two. So early in the game, you're trying to get some offensive production and take the lead and uh, just kind of roll from there. Two max series in the books. You were on the road to open the year at, at Ball State nip and tuck with the Cardinals, and then, as Alex mentioned, against Akron this week. This time, it's a rival from Kalamazoo that rolls in in, in Western Michigan this weekend. The battle was Central and Western. Last year, they kind of got the better of you guys. How much does that kind of weigh on you this senior year to get them when they both come to your place? Yeah, I think it's huge having them both come to our place. And, you know, obviously last year wasn't the result we wanted, so we're kind of trying to put that in the rearview mirror, but also remember kind of what it felt like uh, losing to them. So uh, I also think we have a better team this year and uh, we have a better opportunity or we have a good opportunity ahead of us. Uh, Hopefully we can take the series against Western and then later on in the season we'll worry about Central. I always have to pinch myself, and I shouldn't, because it's every year we see how great the Eastern Michigan baseball fans are out at O-Strike Stadium. I mean, this past weekend, it was like a wind chill in the 20s, and it was still good crowds both days. You guys had a lot of support, and I asked Coach Roof last week how much of a difference it makes to have people come out and support. From a player perspective, what is it like playing at home, and, and especially on the warmer days, you see that stadium start to get filled in, and people out on the hills, and people around. How nice is it to have such good support here at Eastern? Yeah, it's awesome. I think we have a great atmosphere at O-Strike, and I was actually surprised this whole week, even going back to Tuesday against Oakland, like, we drew a pretty good crowd for how bad of weather it's been, but yeah, I remember back last spring when it was really nice, the crowd all the way lined up down the third baseline. You know, it's pretty cool, and you love to see that support that we get. Long sleeve, short sleeve when it's that kind of weather. I mean, Canada, everybody always assumes, oh, you love the cold, but not always is the case. Jake Julian who was, of course, the Eastern punter, he's like, oh, no, I hate the cold. Yeah, I hate the cold, too. And uh, I think Saturday I had two long sleeves on under <laughs> underneath my jersey just to stay as warm as I could. No, I don't like playing in the cold at all. All right, I was gonna, I was, I was going to ask because you were hitting the, the cover off the ball this weekend. We were all in the press box thinking, like, well, obviously it's like Canadian summer out here. It's like twenty five degrees. He loves it, but I do have two quick ones for you. We talked about the apple and and the apple farm and your background with that. Favorite apple, like the kind of apple or apple product? You an apple pie guy? Uh, well, what are you? What's the go to from an expert? Um, so my favorite apple would have to be Golden Delicious. Um, and my favorite favorite Apple product would be my mom's Apple Crisp. All right. We'll look forward to some of that if she uh, makes it over the border for a game. I, I, I'm always open to trying. I mean, it's just I'm just trying to promote the brand. Yeah, the, the brand. That's it. Or your belly. Well, that's, that's fine, too. And then one more question for you. I mentioned it earlier in the game, or earlier in the interview. We said Danny Deep Shots, but there was also some push from some of our supporters for Danny Appleseed. So right here, right now, you like Danny Appleseed or Danny Deep Shots? Uh, I like Danny Deep Shots. That's kind of, it kind of flows pretty cool. 
Well, there it is. I think we'll have to go with that the rest of the year, Greg. What do you think? Oh, I, well, it will no doubtly get used at some point during the broadcast this week. But you've got to keep up your end of the bargain and keep making it Danny Deep Shots, and we'll keep it up. All right, I'll do my best. All right, there he is, everybody. Uh, Daniel Workington, a.k.a. Danny Deep Shots. Five home runs this past weekend against Akron. The good news for all of you listening to this interview is that you have a chance to see Dan and the rest of the Eastern Michigan baseball team again this weekend. Greg mentioned it, a four-game set coming up against Western Michigan. Michigan, if you can't make it out to O-Strike Stadium, which we certainly hope you can, good news, the broadcast is back this weekend, so if Greg and I's voice on this podcast isn't enough for you, you'll get us all weekend long at emueagles.com slash watch. Dan, good luck the rest of the season, good luck the rest of this weekend, and thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Let's take a quick break on the other side. We'll talk some golf. Greg Steiner coming back with an interview on the other side. You're listening to the Eastern Insider Podcast. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. There's only one place in the state of Michigan that takes you straight inside the locker room, and that's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Your chance to get in on the action, bringing you more coverage than any other program in the mitten. The local kid right down yes. the road. Yes. What was it about EMU that said, that's my school? When I toured here, I really liked the size of the campus. And I also liked the athletic staff and the facilities. And I just, the campus is not too big, not too small. And I felt closer to home. So it's nice. Southeast Michigan uh, is known for golf in a lot of different ways. Yeah. You, you can't go anywhere without a, a golf course. Right, no. What, what What's kind of your home course, and how did you get started in golf? Um, it was actually Fox Hills in Plymouth. Um, it's not too far from my house. Not at all. You know, but I got started in golf from my dad. He uh, pushed me into like a lot of different sports, uh, but uh, golf stuck with me. And I just give all the credit to him because I that's was my motivation. And he put me into this little girls golf program at Fox Hills and I've practiced there ever since. What was the moment that you kind of realized, I'm pretty good at this game? Um, when people started commenting on my swing, if I would go to the range, people were like, wow, you have a really good swing. And I didn't know what was a good swing. So it was just really weird. And my dad would tell me like, yeah, you have a great swing. And I guess that's what kind of motivated me. And he let me see a swing coach and they told me, like, listen, you have potential. So that's what happened. At Livonia Franklin, you, you were certainly a, a big member of their squad and helped. But how have you transitioned and how is high school golf different than college golf? Oh, boy, there's a lot. First off, with high school golf, the yardages are way different than college. You have a big leap to college. Um, the competitiveness also. But I, I mean, I feel like in college, girls, I feel like they're nicer to you and the environment is way better. I don't know. High school, I feel like all the girls are trying to get into college. So they're very brutal and they will be Sound like an episode of Mean Girls. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I feel like the team environment is also way better in college. Girls just, I don't know. Everybody has that same mindset. They want to win, you know, and I feel like... I belong on a team. I didn't feel like I had like a team environment in high school. So it's been really nice. Being around the team in the capacity I have, this is a tight-knit group. 
How have you guys developed that team chemistry? I feel like because there was a lot of freshmen that came up last year, there was like you know four of us. Mm -hmm. I feel like it really it helps the team environment knowing that we're in the same age range. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. We we all have that same mindset, and that's really helpful. If you all want to win, and you all want to have that uh, mindset of like let's win max, I feel like it really helps bond the team, and we all want to do stuff on our own and. We like to go out outside of golf, and I think that's very important for building a good chemistry. So you had Maria last year yeah. as your kind of your senior. How did she help lay kind of the foundation of how an upperclassman helps lead kind of oh. the new kids? Maria was really great because she had a lot of experience coming from academics and athletics. I feel like she knew a lot. She knew a lot of professors that knew a lot about golf, and I feel like she really helped make the transition um, smooth, and especially during. COVID. She was very helpful and was always there if you needed anything. And she was just a good spirit to have on the team. What's it like playing for Coach Jennings? Oh, she's awesome. Her positivity is contagious, I will say. I will say that she's helped my mindset, especially through all this craziness. Um, she she gives great feedback and it's very helpful on the course. And I, you know, applied some of it to my game. She's awesome. What's everybody has a story about their coach or a favorite memory? Do you have one? I do actually. Um, my first hole in one last year at the Gulf Shores tournament. Um, I wasn't playing great, but she she was on the hole with me at the time, and she's like, "What are you gonna hit?" I was like, "You know, what? I'm just gonna hit my nine iron. I'm just gonna see where the ball goes." And that whole moment, once I saw that ball go in that hole. I looked to her and it was just like the greatest feeling ever. She was jumping up and down, her parents were on the hole too. It was just the best moment. I'm, I was so happy and she, you could just tell that she was very proud and she was so happy for me. And that's what I want in a coach, you know? So I, it was awesome. She had ice cream or something out of the hole in one? <laughs> I think we got ice cream as a team. I'm not sure. I, we had to like fly right out after that tournament, but I mean, I didn't even care. Oh, actually, we did go to the beach. Actually. Oh, there is, yes. that's a reward. <laughs> that was a nice reward. <laughs> uh, when you look at, at golfers, sometimes they have routines or superstitions. Yeah. What, what is your kind of routine or something you have to do leading up to a round? Oh, gosh, everything. Everything is the same, no matter how many golf balls I have in my bag. <laughs> I wear the same necklace, actually, this one I'm wearing right now. I wear the same ball marker. It's just so, it's so weird like to think about what you do, but like I always have to have the same number of gloves in my bag. It's just, and I also have to have the same pre-shot routine. It's, I don't know, just sticks, you know? If it works, it works. works yeah. If you had to hit one shot, what, it doesn't matter the distance, what club are you going to and why? My driver. Uh, it is the most consistent club. No matter the day, no matter how good or how bad I'm playing, I can rely on that club. I like to hit bombs like Phil Mickelson, like he says, you know, <laughs> but that that is the club. I, love I need it. to come learn from you because I'm ready to pitch mine half the time. <laughs> if you watch somebody on the tour, is there somebody that you, I mean, maybe it's Phil, like you just said, is there somebody that you watch and are like, Wow, that's a game I'd really like to emulate. You know, I tend to watch the men's tour more than the women's tour. And I would have to say I like to follow Jordan Spieth, uh, Justin Thomas. I mean, they just have great games. They, they, I mean, with the short game with Jordan Spieth, I've followed a lot of his putting drills. And I feel like that's helped me as my putting is inconsistent. So When you're not on the golf course mm -hmm. or in studying at, at home, what else do you like to do? 
If I'm not outside, I I, mean, I love to travel with my family, there's no doubt. We love to vacation. Um, I love to bake with my mom. And if I'm not outside, I'm either inside watching The Office or any Marvel movie. <laughs> Favorite Marvel character? Uh, Iron Man. Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? Where do you have a go-to travel place, or is it someplace new all the time? We tend, we like to go to new places, but um, we go to Destin, Florida, which is in like the Panhandle, and it's just it's a pretty place. But we like to venture out, so we're trying to do that more. Nice. <laughs> what have you worked the most on in the off season to get you ready? I would say my short game, because like I said, it's been a little inconsistent from the previous season. And I'm hoping that I, I cut it down, put some fresh grips on my clubs, so I'm ready. I hope that uh, goes well. What personal goals have you set? I would love to continue to shoot in the mid-70s and obviously lower the scoring average. I would also continue like to continue to be a voice for the team and lead us to success, hopefully winning the max. I would also like to make the MAC all-team if possible. So, yeah. Nice. You, you talk about max, and yeah. everybody sees... Kent State at the top. Yeah. And the goal is to, of course, knock them off. Mm -hmm. What What's it going to take for this team to do that? I think we need to go into this season with the same mindset that we had in the fall. I don't think we need to change anything, but I think we need to carry ourselves with confidence into each tournament. No matter how highly competitive it is, we all are capable of winning. I think we just need to have that mindset. Coach told me that she surprised you with a captaincy. She did, yeah. What, what was that feeling like and, and what was, how important is an honor like that? It is just, it's a great honor. I couldn't tell you how happy I was to hear that. Like, I feel like I tried to follow Maria and, you know, being a good leader for the team and a voice. And I'm glad that coach recognized that. And I'm happy to be a voice and I want to get us to success and, you know, keep happy, like I keep us all happy during these times. I know it's been a roller coaster through everything and we just, we need to be, you know, confident. And I hope to give that to the team. Positivity leads both on and off the course. How tough is it sometimes after you hit a bad shot to, to not think about, oh crap, I just duffed that one and I really have to make this next shot? How do you it could just go one and oh each shot? It's it's difficult, I will say that. I think what helps me is to take my mind off of what just happened and focus on my breathing. It really helps get your mindset off of what just happened. I like to focus on something else. Also, like my dad says, is to enjoy the moment because it's not every day you get to golf at this beautiful course or you know with other girls. It's a great experience and I think you need to enjoy the whole thing because it goes by fast. It certainly does. <laughs> when the schedule comes out, do you circle one like that was the most awesome tournament to go to last year and I can't wait to go back and why? Max. Uh, it's just a great environment. You're with all these girls and it's like the end of the season. Everybody has that momentum. It, it is just such a great feeling to be there. I don't care if it's, you know, not warm like the other tournaments. It's still just such a great experience. When, when you get the chance to spend hours with somebody else on the course, I mean, you get to learn a lot about them, even though it may be in, in some ways nonverbal that you learn about them because you're not always speaking. But how has watching somebody else or even your teammates helped improve your game? You know, how they handle the situation, whether it's a good or bad shot. I, I've, I've noticed from upperclassmen that I play with, they, I think they're more mature as they had, you know, all those years to develop their game. And it has helped me in, like figure out, okay, 
how should I react after a bad shot? And I've, I've taken pointers and like, I, I've talked to girls that are so nice about it and they give me tips and they, they compliment me for my attitude and I want, I strive to be like them. All right, put your coach hat on for a minute. Okay. If you've been through the process, you got recruited here, your best recruiting pitch on why, if somebody was considering coming to Eastern, they should. Mm, that's tough. <laughs> There's a lot, but I would say, if you want a good team environment and ability to win max, join Eastern. If you want to meet some great girls and a great athletic staff, go to Eastern. I mean, the facilities, everything about it, it's awesome. This has been another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast, powered by Learfield and presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Tune in every Monday for new episodes all year long. And don't forget to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts for all of our episodes on demand.